Good morning, listeners. Today, I close off our discussion on the topic, Freedom in Christ, by looking at the issue of why some believers do not feel liberated from sin and to learn how to overcome these feelings of defeat. To answer the question of why some do not feel victorious, we need, firstly, to understand that the Christian is in warfare. Secondly, know who our enemies are. And thirdly, know the strategies of our chief enemy, the devil. Once we have done these things, any believer will be able to overcome feelings of defeat in their Christian world. So firstly, we must understand the reality of the Christian experience. The Christian is engaged in spiritual warfare. We live in a constant war zone. 1 Corinthians chapter 1 states, For though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. Since we are at war, the Apostle Paul urges us to fight the good fight of the faith. Since believers are in warfare, we must not be surprised at the struggles we face daily to live righteous before God. It's part of the life of freedom that God has called us into. In this battle, we are to be on the offensive, not the defensive. This ought to be so because the one who sets us free has already defeated our enemy, the devil. Christians are engaged in a battle for their minds. Therefore, we must constantly renew our minds from the old way of thinking. Paul in Romans chapter 12 urges us, do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your minds. Secondly, we must know who our enemies are. Enemy number one is the world. In John chapter 15 verse 19, Jesus tells us, you do not belong to the world, for I have chosen you out of the world. This is why the world hates you. The world here represents all those who are still held captive in sin. They are still under the dominion of the devil and as such are opposed to those who Christ has set free. The world hates us because we do not think or behave like those who are still in the world. Enemy number two, the flesh. In his effort to tempt us, the devil also uses the force of the flesh. The flesh is the old sinful patterns of thinking and behaving we lived by when we were in the world, when we were in slavery to sin. It is that personal force that is unique to each of us. Its appetite shaped by our culture, childhood environment, and experiences. It is residual of the unregenerated self which still lingers in us. It cannot enslave us to sin, but will try to obstruct us and cause us to sin. This struggle will continue until the day we are removed from the earth. Though it's not a part of our new self, this old fallen nature constantly tried to tempt us to sin. According to Galatians chapter 5, 
the acts of the flesh are obvious. Sexual immorality, impurity, and debauchery, idolatry, and witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambitions, dissensions, factions, and envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the like. The flesh is constantly at war with God's Holy Spirit who resides in us. However, every child of God can overcome the forces of the flesh by walking in step with the Spirit of God who is in us. Enemy number three, the devil. First Peter chapter 5 verse 8 cautions us. Be alert and of sober mind. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. A believer cannot be hurt by the devil in the sense that we will not lose our salvation. Jesus has promised us this in John chapter 10 verse 28. I give them eternal life and they will never perish. No one will snatch them out of my hand. Neither can they become slaves to sin again. For according to Romans chapter 6 verse 22, we have now become slaves of God. The devil may be able to hurt us physically, but this is only as God allows him, as in the case of Job and Jesus. And if God allows a believer to suffer physically, it's to teach us important lessons about his love for us and to show the devil that as creator God, he alone is sovereign. Thirdly, we must know the strategies of our chief enemy, the devil. Since the devil knows that he cannot remove us from our secure position in Christ, he tries to cause us to live defeated lives, as if we were still slaves to sin. He does this by attacking our minds through lies, deceptions, and accusations. Many believers are often weighed down by the sinful lives they used to live before they became Christians, or even by mistakes and failures they have made during their walk with Christ. They continually have feelings of guilt and shame, sometimes thinking that they are so dirty in sin that they can never be forgiven. We then live in a cycle of sin, confess, sin, confess, to which there never seems to be an end, and we resign ourselves to being just sinners who can never overcome sin. However, none of these negative things we may feel or think about ourselves are true. They are lies planted in our minds by the devil, who is the father of lies. The devil uses these lies to deceive us into thinking and behaving contrary to our status of free in Christ. We are loved by God, and he has forgiven us of all our sins in Christ. For he tells us in Hebrews chapter 8 that he has chosen not to remember our sins, meaning he will never bring them up to our face again, never. So when these defeating thoughts come to our minds, we must recognize them as lies and take them captive, defeating and destroying them with the truth of God's word. Sometimes too, believers are weighed down by the trauma of past hurts, and tragic circumstances 
like sexual molestation, rape, abortion, divorce, or even the death of a loved one. They tend to develop negative feelings about themselves, others, and even God. Sometimes, as a result of these hurt and abuse, unforgiveness and resentment settle in their hearts, causing them to live stifled and stunted Christian lives. How then does a believer overcome these feelings of defeat? According to 1 Corinthians chapter 1, we must take captive every thought that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. We do this by aligning every thought against God's truth. The devil's chief strategy against believers is to keep us in ignorance. Though slavery had been abolished by law in England, the slaves in the colonies continued to live as slaves because they were kept in ignorance of their new status. We must know the truth about our salvation. Jesus said, I give them eternal life and they shall never perish. No one can snatch them out of my hand. We must know the truth of God about our new identity. See what love the Father has lavished on us that we should be called children of God, and that is what we are. In closing, I wish to remind all believers that we have been set free from sin by Jesus and are no longer slaves to sin. The enemy of our souls will try to deceive us with lies about who we are and what Christ has done for us so that we will fall into sin. But we must resist him with the truth of God's word. When we do this, we can experience victory over sin every day of our lives. Be blessed, everyone, and walk in the freedom that you have in Christ.